One Making Way, Episode 5, Make and Makes Entrepreneurs. The One Making Competitive Assessment determined, in addition to investment in education, wealth creation is primarily achieved by the creation of jobs, either through relocations, expansions, or entrepreneurship. Beginning in 2012, the College Hill Alliance facilitated the development of a new vision and plan for the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Macon Bibb. The goal? To support startups and existing small businesses and advance a shift in community and business culture towards support for entrepreneurship. One of the most exciting outgrowths of that effort is the Mercer Innovation Center. In addition, the entrepreneurial spirit in Macon Bibb has been ignited with other initiatives geared to support business formation. These include Spark Macon, a makerspace in downtown Macon, the Center for Disruption and Innovation in Healthcare, partnered by Navicent Health and Mercer University, a music incubator planned in the soon-to-be-renovated Capricorn Studios, supported by Mercer, startup support space located in the new Macon-Bibb County Industrial Authority offices, the Macon Arts Amplified program designed to encourage artistic entrepreneurship, and the Urban CEO will welcome its third class of the Urban Leadership Academy this fall, among others. So, when a mid-sized city shows focused progress in its entrepreneurial culture, it proves that we can move Macon forward by supporting the success of an entrepreneurial ecosystem. In the true One Macon declaration of, can you collaborate with community? Does it concern schools, jobs, or sense of place? Is it strategic for the region? Can we move Macon forward? This is the One Macon Way. I am your host, Alex Morrison, Executive Director of the Macon Bibb County Urban Development Authority and member of the One Macon Steering Committee. When we come back, we're listening to the power of community collaboration when local doers make entrepreneurship a must. One Macon is an alliance of private, public, and nonprofit organizations committed to the growth and prosperity of Macon Bibb through a collaborative strategic plan. The implementation of this plan is organized around three crucial pillars, jobs, schools, and place. Today, One Macon is made up of more than 40 organizations, and while they each have their own goals and objectives, they are all united in creating an energetic and opportune region where workforce thrives, sense of place is keen, and education excels opportunity. It's in this spirit of collaboration that we move forward the One Macon way. Visit onemacon.org to learn more about today's podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the One Macon way. I'm your host, Alex Morrison, Executive Director of the Urban Development Authority, the visionary development body that moves ideas into transformational projects for downtown Macon. Today, we're talking to entrepreneurial leaders, business owners, and enthusiasts about the jobs and vitality created when we support startups and entrepreneurship. In this episode, you'll hear from Rob Betzel, Infinity Network Solutions, Inc. CEO, Stephanie Howard, Mercer Innovation Center's Deputy Director, Shane Burster, Z-Beans Coffee Founder, and Sarah Chu Yik, Situation Room's Co-Owner. Welcome, everybody, today to the One Making Way podcast. Uh, we're excited today to have uh, an esteemed group of folks who are supporting the entrepreneurial climate and people who have uh, jumped headfirst into the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Macon Bibb County, uh, really proving that 
the the entrepreneurial climate here in Macon Bib is strong and growing and really supporting a lot of varied startups. So before we get too far in, uh, I just want everyone around the table to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they do to support entrepreneurship here in Macon Bib. Uh, starting with Stephanie Howard, who is running our Innovation Center. Thanks, Alex. So again, I'm Stephanie Howard, our director of the Mercer Innovation Center, and, and my role is um, an educator, um, and I also support um, the startup companies that reside within our center. I'm Rob Betzel. I'm a member of the Central Piedmont Investment Group and one of the founding members of Spark Macon, Middle Georgia's first makerspace. And my name is Shane Beerser and I am the founder of Z Beans Coffee. We import coffee out of Ecuador directly here to Macon. Uh, we are working with the Central Piedmont Investment Group and we are stationed in the Mercer Innovation Center currently. And my name is Sarah Chuyek. I'm the co-founder of Situation Room. It's Macon's escape room and we're really happy to be here bringing entertainment to the community. Right, and before we get uh, too far into the overall ecosystem around entrepreneurship, uh, Sarah and Shane, tell us a little bit about your businesses and how you decided to get started here. I moved to Macon uh, four years ago with my husband, and uh, a group of us had a weekend off. We went to Atlanta uh, to do an escape room. We had heard about the concept but never experienced it, and we really were interested in what it was. Um, this was three years ago when we went, and we were so shocked that there wasn't one in Middle Georgia. So on our way back home that night, um, we had so much fun, but we decided that how cool would it be to have something like this in Macon? Um, that's when the idea started, and we worked really hard over the course of six months after that and uh, built so many things, had so many ideas, and brought it to Macon. Um, this all was started with the help of Spark Macon and uh, Newtown Macon as well and a lot of other community supporters that we've had. And it's just awesome that something that might seem like an innovative idea or something a little unusual here, something tried and true somewhere else can get that support here. And that's probably something that wasn't true uh, so far, so long ago. But now uh, you were able to find people uh, who are able to support it. Uh, Shane, tell us about how you decided to start a coffee business in Macon, Georgia. Right. So I uh, was a student at Mercer. I just graduated this past May. So going into my junior year, I went on a Mercer on mission trip. Uh, to Ecuador, and when I was uh, on that trip, I ended up meeting a guy by the name of Arturo Pinareta, and Arturo and I became really good friends, and one day we just, he brought up the idea of importing coffee, and so I had never drank coffee my entire life, but I figured, hey, well, if people like it, I mean, this is some sort of business, and you know, there's a lot of coffee drinkers out there, so it could potentially be something. So we brought in 65 pounds, um, brought in 300 pounds and then once we basically had that established and established demand that hey you know this actually is pretty good coffee we decided I decided to dive head first brought in 4,000 pounds and in this time uh, the Mercer Innovation Center it came to me and said hey listen we will offer you a space to be able to grow your business you can operate do everything you want out of here as far as roasting your coffee packaging your coffee anything like that's concerned and I mean for me it was a no-brainer and so being able to bring that 4,000 pounds in have a corporate headquarters is what we've come to call it now um, is you know that's been tremendous in allowing us to continue to grow and so just as of one week ago uh, we brought in 14,000 pounds which we will be moving over the course of uh, this year so 2018 and 2019 so it's obviously been instrumental in, in our success and our ability to continue to grow to not 
have to worry about a lot of the problems that may come with dealing with overhead as a startup business because obviously god knows there's been a ton of mistakes that we have made a ton of money that we have forked out that we probably should not have but obviously having that foundation having those people to continue to rely on has uh, helped us grow right that's part of supporting an uh, entrepreneurship uh, ecosystem is helping people fail gracefully so they right. don't fail completely. Absolutely. Uh, and and part of this is an intervention. You talked about the Innovation Center. So, Stephanie, tell us about how you guys target folks, get people into the system, and coach them up to, to be you know, at a, a point shame. where they're bringing seven yeah. tons of coffee <laughs> to make in Georgia. Shane, this is definitely one of our, our success stories. You know, we have a lot of competitions, so that's – the first way you get on our radar, we have a student competition, which is Next Big Idea competition sponsored by BB&T. And that's how the students get on our radar. Um, even the ones that don't make it on stage, a lot of people attend and they see you know, the handful of students on stage, but there's 30 other students that didn't make it on stage. Um, but we don't just say, go along your way. We just say, you need more mentorship, talk to this person, talk to that person, talk to me. Um, and then we have our fellowship, which is open to anyone over the age of 18. And that's basically our, our two main funnels. Um, there's community members that just make appointments with me and I, I talk with them and, and kind of see where they are. Um, oftentimes they're education gaps. And so that's where we try to fill in the gaps. So Shane and I talk a lot um, and we serve as protection. You know, if you're gonna fail, fail fast. Um, and we give our companies a lot of protection. Um, so that they can experiment in ways that would be very expensive if they were doing it um, and funding it themselves. Um, and that's where we are. We're very honest in saying this is a hobby um, or this is not smart or this is not scalable. And um, you have to make the right decision. And so a lot of it is just um, hovering over them, letting them run their businesses, but pointing out when they're going to make an expensive error or if this is going to take them in a direction that they really haven't thought about. Right. And what we can forget about business climate is it's so much more than just dollars and cents. Yeah. So much planning goes into this and having that support network to do the planning, mm -hmm. to have people to bounce ideas off of and, and to really do that in a very real time and a dynamic way, something that's been crucial. And, and Rob, uh, you've been at the forefront of that. Uh, you started your business before we called it entrepreneurship. 19 years ago. Yeah. Right. And, and, <laughs> but you went into a field that is necessary for other businesses to grow. And then now you're at the stage where you're an investor and, and coach. So tell us about what you've seen happen in Macon and why this shift towards entrepreneurship has been so important to business growth in Macon. So I think it's less about a shift and more about the fact we're recognizing that 80% of all community businesses are small businesses. They're entrepreneurs. They're started by founders. Many of them have what I refer to as an entrepreneurial seizure. That's what I had. I basically said I could do this cheaper, better, and faster, which if you can do any one of those three, don't do the other two. Um, I did all three for a number of years. It's a terrible business idea. But, you know, I've been fortunate to be in a community that supported me and, and you know, probably – Five or six years ago, a group got together, and Alex, you were part of it. We went on a tour of the state looking at this idea of how could we foster innovation, the chicken or egg problem, and that's where spark making came out, right? It was one of the first sort of let's try something crazy efforts, and I, and I think that today spark making is very clear in its mission around the – the industrial piece of things, and Sarah said, where we're making things, we're using tools and resources we may not have access to by ourselves. 
Um, but you know, that started, and the, and the Innovation Center comes along, and then you've got other groups that are looking to support you know, YEA, and, and all of these groups have come along, and I think have done a great job of being focused. So Spartan-Macon's gotten a little narrow in what it does, but then that gets in the question of, well, where's the money? And, and, that, and so we've, we've seen the evolution of what used to be the 478 fund that's, that was started by a group to give micro-grants um, to people who had ideas, that early-stage risk. I, I need 1000 bucks to just go test this, and we did a lot of that early on. And then it became the evolution of to what we've now referred to as CPIG, or Central Piedmont Investment Group, which was an actual angel fund that was started by a group really as a point of being able to say, there is money here. Um, which then now has Newtown with the Godsey Fund. And so seeing all these different resources sort of come up, I'm actually really excited to see more people leaning in doing more and really wanting to be part of it. And so for me, that's the, you know, the past five years has been this really rapid speed ramp of resources coming online and acknowledgement being given by everything from the chamber to the local government efforts. Um, startup week and everything else we do and I think all of that just is a really cool testament to we're acknowledging what we have as an asset which is the opportunity to build business um and so for me that's just yeah it's really great to see all that right and a lot of these things piece together so well whether it's uh getting uh that initial business plan done which there are a lot of outlets for that the small business development center score uh, and then getting into things like the innovation center but a lot of this comes down to making sure the idea makes some functional sense. And with Spartan-Macon, there's a way to do that and and really get some other businesses going. We we think about folks in our community like Andrew Eck, who was able to seed business out of there. And one of the really interesting things that we like to tell people about uh, Situation Room is that Spartan-Macon played an integral role in getting them started, too. Can y'all tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about that partnership and what it led to? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Spark Macon has been phenomenal uh, since we moved to Macon. Uh, when we first had this idea, w- one of the other founders, Brandon Warmsbacher, uh, he met Andrew Eck. And uh, from there, uh, the collaboration with Spark Macon started. Um, we also were able to craft our ideas. Uh, 95% of what we have at Situation Room was actually built by us, and it was mainly done at Spark Macon. And we take pride in that, and we're very um, blessed that we had that opportunity here in Macon. Um, we were able to also meet new people like Rob Betzel, uh, Josh Rogers at Newtown Macon, and uh, many other individuals who supported us throughout this whole venture. Um, it's been great. Um, one of the other major things that we recently did was uh, join forces with an angel investors group, and Rob Betzel is part of that. And that's given us a really great opportunity to be a big force in the community. Um, specifically speaking about the Dungtung Challenge Grants, uh, it's allowed us to give back to the community in a way that we're revitalizing the lower uh, Poplar Street parks and uh, making Macon, especially downtown Macon, more inviting to families. And I think it's a great idea because people will eventually start coming downtown, uh, supporting the local businesses here, and that's kind of creating an ecosystem in and of itself, um, building a strong community. And you guys have been able to do other business support by doing like trainings and and team building exercises. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about how that was, a big part of your business and and how it's helped y'all grow yeah uh the most important thing about situation room is that we love making memories for other people and um 
we love it when the public comes to our escape rooms and they have a great time. They celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, whatever it may be, and they have fond memories there. Um, but we also venture into uh, company team building. A lot of companies here in Macon are looking for a great, different way of doing team building besides Trust Falls and so forth. And uh, they love the idea of team building with an escape room. It takes them out of that uh, work environment zone, takes them out of the seriousness of life or the reality of life and helps them escape and uh, try something new. Yeah. And so that's what we love to do. double entendre there, yeah. <laughs> escape with an escape. <laughs> and, and Rob, tell us a little bit about what it was like in, in those early stages at Spartan Macon when, when Sarah and Brandon and all these folks were building these elaborate games. So you mean like when they were there at midnight or 2 a.m. and the key would disappear? No, we, I think Spartan Macon's flexibility is what it's been able to be of value to different people. Um, and and we're not trying to be all things to all people. We're not we're not a coaching organization. Right? Spartan Macon's not about you know trying to help build a business plan. That that's what the innovation center is there for. We're not there to provide that mentorship. We really are a set of tools and resources for you to go try things. And I, what I do think that we where we differ is we're willing to take the hobbyists, so those people who have an idea or a micro. Um, interest, especially maybe the industrial arts piece, and let them see if there's a business value to it. And so, yeah, and the, for us, a lot of the people come in are, I want to screen print t-shirts, or and I just need space, or I want to, you know, I want to, um, you know, I want to 3D print jewelry, or whatever that, that interest is, we can give them tools and resources for it, and then let them figure out if there's a business there. And if they get to the point where there's a real business then we're sending them out like that you i mean we eventually andrew x currently our chair and we fired him as a as a uh, member effectively because he was taking up two-thirds of the space at one point i mean it was you can only build so many tables there but i, I think the early stage it really was a lot of telling people what this was and i feel like the original group really spent a lot of time having people go so explain this one more time to me um and but i think that was a passion for all of us to say look we're just we're going to keep trying this until the money runs out um and amazingly you know we there's enough value with enough people wanting to be there that we've continued to be able to keep the doors open it's a non-profit it's never going to make any money um it's not meant to it's meant just to help spur that part that which is off campus from the mick um you know, and, and then what we could feed back into it. And I think that's just part of that partnership. And I think you said earlier, like, we've been able to grow as a group and as a community. I think it's because nobody wants to own it. I think that's been the most impressive thing to watch each organization figure out where their edge in the swim lane is and not get really hung up on, well, someone took this one thing from me. And it's more about, okay, how do we just keep moving this forward? Because none of us need to own it. We just all want to see the outcome. Right. And I think that's why, so it, like the ecosystem is a good metaphor because it takes flora and fauna. It takes yes. the entrepreneurs, the business people with the ideas who are willing to put their capital into it, and then the flora, the spark makings, the ma the uh, the innovation centers who are there to support that ecosystem it, it takes all kinds and i think that what's so beautiful about all of these stories is that you've got people at all levels who are just there to support each other that it's not a, a sense of pride of ownership it's all other than the businesses themselves they, they own their own companies let's yes. be clear uh, the, but the, uh, the it's supporting each other and that when you have access to folks who have been in business and making for a while who are then uh, supporting the new startups uh, and uh, one uh, kind of new breaking news for Shane is that a long-standing business here in Macon a, a local restaurant supporting 
uh, you with ordering lots of coffee from you. Can you tell us about how that's gone with businesses embracing you and, and kind of supporting you in that way? Yeah, absolutely. So it originally it started with me just, just going out and, and going to businesses and literally just showing up with a bag of coffee and this one-page PDF that actually Andrew at because originally had six pages. And I sent it to Andrew just to see. We love you, Andrew. <laughs> I sent it to Andrew and I was like, well, what you, what you, you know, what do you think about this? And he was like, man, this is ridiculous, Shane. You got to get this down to one page. So I got it down to one page and immediately I just set sail and I would just go to as many businesses as I can, get the coffee in their hands. Because obviously, you know, I trust the product 100% and the product's eventually got to speak for itself. The story can only be so good for so long. And, uh, and you know, just started, started catching on. And so since then, I mean, it's, I still go to as many businesses as I can to, to supply them, but every now and then I'll have a business reach out, like Grow, the local fresh food restaurant um, on Riverside, and, and she said that she was interested in opening up and starting to serve coffee in the mornings. And so I you know, just went and spoke with her, and obviously since we're still a small business, we could create our own blend, and she was excited about that. So those sorts of opportunities have been able to, you know, I've been able to birth those because I've been able to focus wholeheartedly on just selling and, and um spreading awareness for the brand and it's it's really amazing uh, when you have a story and you have a product and you have so many people supporting you that it catches on and and i gotta say your coffee is amazing thank you (laughs) anytime i can get a chance i i I look forward to it whether i'm at the at newtown or if i'm at the innovation center just it it just it's a good story but more importantly to many people's interest it's really good coffee uh and and you know stephanie has helped you a lot and you said you got tons literally tons of coffee uh, taking up space there but (laughs) seven but that's not the you're not the only business there just like andrew wasn't the only one at uh the the mix so stephanie tell us about some other uh, things that y'all have have spun out of there and and tell us like really dive into those programs that you're finding people early and make turning them into these folks (laughs) yeah so we um typically we have nine companies uh, at a time that have 12 months uh, in our space um a lot of beverages so on the polar Mm -hmm. opposite but still caffeinated side um, we have a company called ultimental um, which was one of our fellows last year mike maselli and he was one of my students and you know i thought he was just bored in my marketing classes but he was trying to figure out how can i um stop drinking Um, these energy drinks make me crash and coming up with a natural um, kind of time-released beverage and so he was messaging his chemistry friend who came up with this um, green tea supplement you mix with water and it's like time-release energy you don't have that spike and crash and I start my morning with Shane I end my end my day with Ultimental um, we've had cosmetic companies, um, um, natural soaps are big, um, natural cosmetics are big. And so every year we have a, a natural cosmetics company, a lot of tech and more on the service side, you know, it's more of, um, enhancements to something already happening. Think of, 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 of an Uber where they're not doing anything new besides a better way of getting a stranger to pick you up and drop you off in the city you don't know how to navigate. Um, so it's a lot of apps that, that are complimentary services. Um, one of the students had a company called, uh, app called StudyShare, which was a um, crowdsourcing notes platform for students by class. Um, and there's a lot that just 
turn into something else. You know, or I can't say what they are now because when I met them, they were one thing, and today they're some, something completely different. Yeah, the Kudu come through there. Yeah, Kudu, um, Safari Grill. You know, he's in Ace Hardware's now. You know, I, I look at magazines and I'm in Atlanta, and they're saying, is this the next big green egg? Um, tremendous salesperson, you know, and just utilized our students. You know, he needed student interns um, and, and support accounting-wise. Head Noise, one of our first fellows, um, engineering students that, that took an idea and developed it, you know, using bone conduction to transmit sound in headphones for ears-free listening. Um, it's just amazing, you know, I've been there going on two years and 30 companies that applied this year just to be considered to be a fellow. And it's like, where, where are all these people coming from? And it's people that they have been working on their ideas at home, um, dreaming about it at the job that they're not happy with anymore, or they're retiring and they don't want to stop working. And they're like, now I have the money to invest in my dream and I need support. And so they're just coming out of the woodworks, which makes me um, happy. I'm really excited to see companies grow. Uh, another big part is our programming. So Co-Starters is our nine-week um, program where we take you from um, through your idea very thoroughly each week. We meet one day a week for three hours. And in those nine weeks, whether it's um, a business that's going like Shane's or you had an idea at your desk and done nothing with it, we will take you through the ringer with that idea and make sure that you're thinking through a company. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur now. Mm. Everyone has this new solution, but no one thinks through operations. <laughs> it's not all Shark Tank. It's not all Shark Tank. <laughs> and so we, we take you past Shark Tank. And I want you to either have the knowledge you need to set up operations or realize, you know what, I really do not want to be a business owner. And let that idea kind of run its course in those nine weeks so that you don't go out and you know, take out second mortgages on your home or apply for loans that you can't pay back and you know jump full in without thinking through. You do a lot of customer discovery in that program, right? A lot of customer discovery. And so the biggest failure for most entrepreneurs is they don't bother asking whether the customer really wants yeah. what they're trying to do. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing I can tell anyone that wants to support an entrepreneur besides buying from them is give them feedback. You know, I think everyone kind of rejects being sold to. You see someone that says, hey, I, I want to give you this, but tell them why you don't like it. Tell them why you wouldn't pay 50 bucks for it or 10 bucks for it so that they can take that and then improve it and turn it into something that another customer would want. Right. Yeah. And I would also say about CoStarter, because I went through the program, that early on before I had taken the program, I just I'd realized that I continued to dive deeper and deeper into business but I didn't really see an end in sight. Like at what point does the dealing with the LLC formation and all of this stuff when simply all I want to do is just go out and sell coffee, at what point does this stop? And so the the program itself, I mean, it obviously it doesn't ever really stop, but the program itself does a good job of showing you, hey, these are the steps to take, you know, make a well-rounded business. And, you know, and this is how you can get to the point that uh, um, you want to get to. So, I mean, I really enjoyed the program, and I know the other, I believe we had nine people that uh, were with me. Mm -hmm. I know we all enjoyed it as well. Right, and I can think of so many reasons why like, things like Spark Making and the Innovation Center are so important to our overall economy is that y'all are employing people at a much greater clip than you know, one relocation brings a lot of people, but 
when you have so many entrepreneurs, you're returning economic investment at, a, at so many different levels by supporting locals, hiring locals, um, putting money back into parks in, in the community, supporting events that are supporting other businesses. And it really is great. Another thing that I think that's been so interesting in watching this from the, the government bureaucrat side is it's really redefined the image of entrepreneurship in Macon. Uh, who can be an entrepreneur? When we start, start talking about the MIC, I, I remember everybody who came up to the podium when it was announced used this term scruffy. Like entrepreneurs are somehow scruffy. Mm-hmm. And I can, podcast listeners, I can guarantee I'm the scruffiest one in the room, uh, and, and I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur. Um, and you have people of all walks of life who have many different interests, who want to do, to do uh, philanthropy as part of their mission. It's not just computer programmers anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really this bigger picture, and I, I'd just really like for each of y'all to touch on what does that term entrepreneur mean to you? And what does entrepreneurship mean to you now that y'all are at these varied stages of what you do around that topic? Um, entrepreneurism for myself really means opportunities. Um, it gives people the chance to live out that American dream and to have an idea to help see that idea grow within a community and be supported by foundations that we've listed already. Um, being able to to live that american dream is what it truly means to me yeah for me i look at it more internationally so when i was a young boy i wanted nothing more than to be a baseball player and for me i mean my parents always had food on the table i never once had to worry about anything like that so that's all i ever focused on just as much as i focused on z beans i focused on baseball unfortunately you know baseball didn't pan out for me but when I was internationally, and, and again, echoing what she's just said about opportunities and seeing a young boy having to work on a farm, not because that's what he wants to do, but because that's what he has to do. And in some cases, that's why he was born, because his father needed help on the farm. Entrepreneurship for me means being able to create opportunities for him so one day he can have that same opportunity that I did when I was a young boy. And perhaps he becomes that professional baseball, soccer, basketball player, whatever he wanted to be that, uh, that I couldn't. So again, I'm, I'm sorry to echo the exact same thing, but definitely opportunities and being able to do something for others that uh, perhaps just couldn't be done, uh, they couldn't have done for themselves. So I'm going to steal Stuart Vernon's uh, to start with. I think it's, you know, entrepreneur means to undertake, right? So it's the, the, I think he says it's a French word. Maybe was that how he always faces it. So I think it's an undertaking, right? So you're undertaking something. And what I find interesting, having observed this now over, gosh, like I said, almost 20 years, but in the last five years are really this time we spent this, there's entrepreneurship of opportunity and there's entrepreneurship of necessity. And I'm, and I'm now more interested in the necessity piece of our community where people have no choice. It's the farmer because that's the only way I can make money. But even just here in our community, people who are having to do something because their opportunities in other ways aren't available to them. And that I find to be now one of those interesting places for me to look and say, as a community, how do we help support those that are doing it because they have to? The people who might go out and wash cars, not because they want to, but because that's what they have to go do. And how do we begin to give people the opportunity to undertake things from desire versus necessity? And so I'm, I see our, our entrepreneur community is just, it's a, it's an amazingly dynamic thing going on. And it happens everywhere from the young kids and lemonade stands to our housing you know, authority and project areas. There are entrepreneurs everywhere. And I think now it's as a community, we're how do we embrace it and build it up? So for me, it's just about trying to build a bigger, better community. 
Um, entrepreneurs are your problem solvers. Um, and you look at, you know, you can just line any, any group of entrepreneurs up and they either solve their own problems or someone else's problems. You know, people say there's nothing to do in making. You solve the problem with a situation room. I want a better beverage. You solve the problem with a, a great coffee, you know, and it's just that you're problem solvers. I guarantee if you put a list of all the problems and just said, hey, there's some money for an entrepreneur that wants to solve it, you have solutions just like that. Um, and so that's why it's so important. Um, you were saying you see faster economic growth, job creation with those smaller businesses and hire one or two people. Um, and for me, you can always tell a city um, where there are a lot of local businesses versus a lot of franchises and chains. Um, and your entrepreneurs keep it local. They keep the flavor of that region because they're the business owners and they will communicate and, and, and shape their businesses around the culture of that area. And it's very important to have that. Um, you go to major cities, a lot of them seem exactly the same right. because they have the same restaurants, same businesses, same, and there's no local flavor. And that's definitely not true here. And I, and I love that analogy of the undertaking and the problem solvers because if anyone's ever heard me speak before, I always like to say that economic development isn't about jobs and money. The term literally means household management. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a Greek word that means household management. So if, and, and then the French came along and said, well, if we're going to have household it. management, we need, we need some undertakers. Uh, we need some people who are going to solve the problems and create a word for that. So it's, it's all part of this process. Uh, and, and really turning the lens back on Macon and the ecosystem here, uh, just go around one more time as we wrap up and tell us uh, what what does Macon really do well? What's really made you a moment where you've been really proud about how Macon has addressed this issue of entrepreneurship? And tell us what we could do better uh, as we continue on this one Macon way. Um, for us at Situation Room, Macon's provided a place of opportunity uh, through the support groups. I know we've been talking about Spark Macon, uh, Newtown Macon, the Community Foundation, uh, One Macon Initiative. These are just to name a few of the organizations that are doing a great job at supporting entrepreneurs and uh, creating that place of opportunity for young graduates with ideas such as Shane. Um, because at the end of the day, it helps create this dynamic community where we're not subtracting from it, but we're adding more and more to it. And it builds that ecosystem to make it richer. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'd say, uh, especially with the Innovation Center, when I first started, I, I mean, I didn't really have any connections here. You know, I played baseball my first year and a half at Mercer. And then after that, I kind of turned to turned to coffee. And, and that was basically it. I didn't know anyone from uh, Pooler myself right outside of Savannah. But I mean, from Miss Howard just seeing me continuously work harder and harder in the Innovation Center, just trying to build this brand and from talking to different people. And then all of a sudden they start putting me in contact with, um, you know, Mr. Betzel, uh, Bob Easter, who's been instrumental in helping me uh, improve, Stuart Vernon, this, just the entire Central Piedmont group, as well as um, everyone at the Innovation Center. I mean, it just allowed me to continue to grow. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a little bit of funding behind an idea and then the idea can continue to grow and grow and grow. Um, so, I mean, as far as continuing to improve, I would just say continue this initiative, you know, continue working hard to, so, and, and that's what I say to all my friends that want to do the entrepreneurship um, type of things, like, man, you just have to meet people. As long as you're willing to work extremely hard, most of the time, the people that are here, they're investing in you and not just simply your vehicle. You know I mean? I just want to look, I'd like to think that coffee is perhaps just the vehicle, you know, and uh, the investors are investing in me and just believe in that I can go out and get it done. So. Um, with that being said, that's really all you need. I mean, that's, that's your opportunity. Just go out, work hard, and, and make the most of it, and they'll find you. Awesome. 
So I think we've done a great job with building a, an, an amazing place to live. I think we talk about the live, work, and play piece. And I think that is, you know, whether it's what the Situation Room is bringing to downtown, but downtown and all that is beginning to become a reason to be here. And you're seeing even people like LBA Ware, a national mortgage platform comp- software company, is here by choice. Andrew Eck talks about having his family talk about him moving back to Savannah. And he said, why? This is my this is where I live now. And I think that is the, the thing we're doing right is we're building a place where people can and want to be here. And it's not just all of the we're starting to get past all the initial startups and into what I hope will be some really big scale opportunity startups. And I think to that end, what we need to do is we need to continue to remember to get to keep entrepreneurship scruffy. Um, the way you said it earlier, I think we need to continue to allow those entrepreneurs to own this community. An entrepreneur community is owned by the entrepreneurs and supported by the organizations that are in place to do that. And we have to let them own it. And so I would challenge every entrepreneur to ask themselves, are they taking their rightful place in the ownership of the community and making the investment? Because there will be a point where the old people like me need to go away. And I hope that, that there's a, there are people to replace us so we can keep this going and sooner rather than later. Uh, Macon is very supportive. I know that sounds strange to some people, but I've never seen someone that was really working hard at one thing not be supported by someone in Macon. I just haven't seen it. And so if you work hard, the support will be there. We support one another, uh, even when we don't want to. <laughs> you know, we'll support one another to not support someone else, <laughs> um, which I think is a good characteristic to have, you know, and that's what keeps. Um, making unique and that's what maintains I know some people come and say this is so slow or it's backwards I know it's just different we hold our uniqueness and support one another and we will do things differently to hold on to what makes making unique and I think that's a great culture to have Um, and it should be very inviting to entrepreneurs where you know if you're from I'm from Macon or I want to be from Macon and I want to stay here people will support you and that's a a great place for to wrap it up just that to hear these great stories about how Macon has really embraced this this issue and these businesses and and so many people that we've listed off today who could have been around this table telling uh, equally impressive stories uh, about what's happening here it really does show us that that we're onto something here with with this one making concept and supporting education and sense of place which is what attracts businesses like Situation Room to want to invest in downtown and 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 then the jobs piece that it's not just big corporations it's it's literally the little guys the the onesie twosies of businesses as it were that really make this community itself it's making being making in the best way it knows how thank you guys so much for your investments and your time and making this an even better making